What's up, what's up, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the How To Girl podcast. It's your host, it's your girl, that's me. What's up? My name is Eliana, and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to stop attracting guys who suck. And this can even be girls who suck, too. This can just be relationships of all kind that are not necessarily serving you or bringing you any value that you feel that you bring to them, Okay. Essentially, the overall message of today's episode is just going to be how to stop attracting low vibrational people into your life and ways to do that in very practical sense, because of course, this is a very practical podcast. If you're new here, that's something you should know. Okay. Anyways, you guys, I'm super excited to talk about today's topic. I think you guys are going to really like and enjoy this episode. I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings. I just want to say before we even dive into today's topic, If I come off super blunt, all right, for one, I was in my luteal phase when I started recording this episode, so you already know the vibes. (laughs) Two, I like to share advice from more of I've been there type of position. Like a lot of the advice I share on this podcast has been from my own personal experience. So a lot of it's personal testimonies. Some of it's not. Some of it's also based off observations. So again, like this is like opinions, but also a bit of my own personal story. So take it as you will. But I really hope I don't offend anybody because like that's not what I'm trying to do. I think I'm just more trying to give you a more practical perspective because I feel like sometimes, especially in our friendships, we want to just be team our friend and not necessarily sometimes team like, hey, I'm still your friend, but also team like, here's the reality of like, you know, the situation of the guy you're talking to or the girl you're talking to or the person you're friends with or like X, Y, Z. So anyways, I hope you guys keep that in mind as we continue on with our episode. And on that note, let's get into it. It's time for some life updates. Yeah. I hope you guys like that little song I just performed for y'all. I really tried my hardest for that one. No, I'm just kidding. Hello, guys. What's up? Some life updates. Shall we talk about it? Um, I just got back from LA a few days ago. Ooh, my trip. How was my trip? I would rate it, honestly, a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I really would. And not that I didn't have a good time because I did have a good time. I think LA just felt different to me this time. I was able to visit Malibu in some of my old hunting grounds. So that was fun. I got to reconnect and also show my friend Nicole like some of the places I used to go whenever I lived there. So that was really fun and sweet to just kind of revisit the past for a second. And the reason I gave my trip a 7 out of 10 is because of a few things. One of those reasons being the hotel we stayed in. Tragic tragic you guys it was so gross and like i'm grateful for a place to stay okay like don't get me wrong but like (laughs) i've seen better days i've seen better hotel stays (laughs) and that one was just like literally the definition of just having a roof over your head okay so nevertheless grateful grateful to have a place to stay i just think that i would do la differently the next time i go secondly we stayed in west hollywood which If anyone's ever stayed in West Hollywood or just been to West Hollywood, it just has bad vibes, like bad vibes. Like we went out to this one club called Bootsy Bellows, I think it's called, like the first night we got there and you could just tell, like I literally had my crystal in my hand as I'm like walking through the crowds. I'm like, I feel like it's a fucking cross or something. I'm like trying to like 
review all the energy. Okay, but like here's the here's the vibes for it. One, you have to pay like twenty dollars to get in, which I don't even really think you do. I just think that like the promoter we were with is like new to the scene because I we went out another night with another promoter and we did not have to pay anything. Okay. So anyways, we paid twenty dollars to go to go in with this promoter and it is so fucking loud in that club. You can't even like process or even think, truth be told. And the fact that you have to be picked to go into this club and you're picked based off your looks, it's just, it doesn't align with me, okay? Am I flattered that I was picked? Avi, who wouldn't be? But also, with that being said, I also feel like I dress, if my mom saw the photos or saw what I dressed like this weekend, I promise you, I promise you I would be getting a text from her being like, young lady, what are we doing? Like, do we, do we feel the need to, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. She really would text me that, but like in a, like a mom way, not in a way where like, it would make me feel bad. If you know, you know. Anyways, moral of the story is Bootsy Bello had a dark energy to it. had a weird vibe, but then we went to another bar, another night called Bar Liz or Liz, Liz Mez. I don't know. Something about the Liz in it. Right. And that was the night that we had a lot of fun. We rallied pretty hard that night, um, but we didn't have to pay to pick it to get in. And once we got there with our promoter, we like drinks were covered. Everything was fine. The vibes were good. But like Bootsy Bella, it was just a weird vibe, dude. It was just weird. It was dark. Like had a dark energy to it. And like I said, I had, I just happened to have my crystal in my purse. So I like picked it up and I was like holding it close to my chest when I was at Bootsy Bella's. And I don't know, but I did love the, the look I was wearing for Bootsy Bellows, so that was a win. West Hollywood and I just don't vibe, okay? I don't know what it is. The energy doesn't align. It just feels really conflicting with me, so that was that. And then, like I said, the other bar was pretty fun. I got some fire pics in that dress that I was wearing the other night before I blacked out. I have not blacked out in I don't even know how long. It's been like good, like a good over a year. Um, so that wasn't fun. But luckily, I didn't actually hit like the blackout symptoms until I was back home in our hotel room. So luckily, I saved myself any embarrassment. Naturally, of course, I networked while I was out there. I gave out business cards that I made on Canva. And uh, yeah, I mean, I did what I could with it. It's a little different out there. Um, I'm sure everybody's trying to promote themselves, so I probably was just like another girly to them. But TBH to me, I felt pretty good about it. So that was fun. And then we went to Catalina Island on Monday, which was so great. We had such a good day in terms of like batching out content. So I'm just so happy with the photos I got. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've really committed to the X amount of outfits that I planned for a day, like the changing of the outfits, the putting together the Pinterest boards. Like I forgot how much I miss creating content, like the actual, like the actual execution part of creating content. And it was just a lot of fun to reconnect with that part of myself. So I'm very grateful for that. Plus it was beautiful that day. And then we came home on Tuesday. So yeah, pretty fun time we just shopped a lot honestly and that's why I said it was different like I don't I'm not a big shopping girly honestly shopping gives me anxiety but this trip I definitely splurged more than I ever would mostly because the person I was traveling with was also a shopper so naturally that just kind of integrated into what we were doing with our activities so I found some really cute items I honestly feel like I got a really good deal on like everything I bought and I have like a good hodgepodge of things that like I bought. Like I bought some clothes, I bought some home stuff, 
bought some spiritual items like I got this new chakra energy deck I thought it was more of like a tarot type of deck but I actually think it's just more of a chakra yoga poses type of vibe it's really kind of hard to explain exactly what it is but anyways I let the sun charge my deck today so I'm curious to use it and see how I can use it for you know my spiritual wellness and guidance and aside from that I'm just kind of trying to get back to my groove y'all like I kind of just took the day yesterday to get set back up for work and then like recharge and everything xyz so Anyways, I'm super grateful to be here with y'all and talk about it, but LA Wish is a friend this time. It's just a different vibe. And I also think, though, going to LA this time is just different from times I've previously spent in LA, just because, you know, when I was visiting LA before, I was also living in Malibu. And during that season of my life, it was just a very, like, peaceful, transformative, healing time. Like, it wasn't a time where I was, like, really promoting myself versus, like, this time around, I very much was more focused on self-promoting you know the podcast since I was in LA I figured that would be an opportunity that aligned with my business and things like that so the vibes were just a little different this time I didn't really have an expectation of how it would go I just more had a direction of how I'd like it for go and I honestly think I really did see that direction followed it through so it was fun I had a good time and no regrets, but I would give it a 7 out of 10 just based off the vibes, just of where we stayed. I just think the area and the energy of where we stayed just didn't align with my soul personally. So I think that's why I felt like that. But in terms of like actual activities and what we did, I would give that a 10 out of 10 because it was a lot of fun. So I feel super grateful. On that note, let's go ahead and transition into our episode today. And as I mentioned, today's episode is going to be all about how to stop dating people who suck, how to stop tolerating friendships who are half, half-assed, okay? That's the best way I know to put it. <laughs> I was going to put something a little bit more polite. But like, you know the friendships, the friendships you feel like you give more to, or you feel like you're always there more for that friend, or the relationships with people where, you know, things start out super strong in the beginning, and then before you know it, you feel like they're losing interest, and you're like, I literally feel like I didn't do anything differently than what I did when we first started talking. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to pull out a piece of paper and I want you to draw three columns. And in one column, you are going to write out your ideal partner. So from how they look, the things they say to you, how they make you feel, how you make them feel, things you do together, just like basically write a, like write a fantasy, like write a story, like write out how your ideal partner is like. And then in the second column, you're going to write out what your non-negotiables are. So this could be anything from religion to how many kids you want to even if your future partner is college educated or are you okay with them not being educated? Like not that you're not educated if you don't have college degree, meaning like, are you okay with an alternative pursue path direction whatever you get the message the point i'm trying to make is you need to write out like what things you're not willing to budge on so i'll give you an example for me personally i have always felt like it is part of my life purpose here on this earth to adopt a child god willing i get i get to see that through so i need to be with someone who is okay and comfortable with adoption and wants to be a part of that process and that journey and involved and xyz so when 
I'm dating, you know, that's not necessarily something I bring up on the first date, but you know, it is something I keep in mind as I pursue that relationship with that person because, you know, again, like that's a non-negotiable for me. So that's what I mean by writing down your non-negotiables. It could look a little different for you, but if you need somewhere small, it could be like, um, they have to drive a car or they have to not live with roommates. I don't know. That's just like some starting points. And then in the last column, you're going to write out two to three things you would be willing to compromise on. So let's say you found the almost perfect ideal partner. They cross off nine out of 10 things on your list of who you want. They are willing to compromise or they're okay with the things that you're not willing to compromise on. But there's two to three things in your list where you're like, okay, if I found somebody who was like 90% right? These are the things I'd be okay in compromising on. And the same thing would apply for your non-negotiables. You could just like write out in there. So like, for example, I don't really care what religious background someone comes from. You know, you can be an atheist, you can be a Catholic, you can do whatever, you know, like I'm very open to all religion. And I truly do believe that like what you believe in, where you think you'll go, like that is created in your reality. Therefore that is your perception of whatever religious or unreligious background you identify with. So that would be something I'd be able to compromise on. And essentially what you just did was write out what your standards are. And even if you're dating somebody, I still suggest you should do this. If you can, try to write from the perspective of your friend. And what I mean is like, when you're sitting down, don't write this list out like, okay, I'm describing my current partner right now in these columns. Instead, write it out as if you were writing this for your friend. Okay. So like, let's be, let's be like, oh yeah, I'm writing this list down for my friend, Hannah. Like if I was her, like, these are the things that I would want, or I would not be able to compromise on or the things I'd be able to compromise on. So like, pretend like you're writing it as a guide for her. And sometimes that helps remove any feeling that could possibly cloud the truth of your list. That's just a little tip from me to you. Let's transition into our next point. And that is to stop making excuses for people. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Listen, as women, and I'm not going to speak for all women, but I am going to speak for myself. And as a woman myself, I will say, I think I hold so much self-awareness about myself and why I do the things I do that naturally it's taught me how to understand the people around me. So eight out of 10 times, if I am witnessing bad behavior either towards me or like my friends telling me about somebody that they're seeing and how they're acting. Like I am usually able to reason and give perspective just because I've done a lot of self-work myself. With that being said though, I don't believe being self-aware is an excuse to justify somebody else's bad behavior just because they're not aware of themselves. And that was my downfall. So we're learning from it. But ultimately the message I'm trying to get across right now is you don't have to justify somebody's bad behavior just because you understand it, okay? You can empathize with somebody and you can definitely feel for them. And I think as women, naturally, a lot of things we do, we feel our way through it. Obviously, there's logic and there's a balance to it, but like that's one of the beautiful things about being a woman is our vulnerability. So naturally, if we are connected to somebody and we love somebody, like, yeah, obviously, we want to give them benefit of the doubt and we want to see them thrive and you know, exchange knowledge the way you should in any partnership. So I said this list is really nice because you know you're in the right relationship when they're checking off the things that you set as a standard for yourself. So 
those aren't things that this person's going way above and beyond. This is just the natural standard. If somebody's going to date you, they need to check off these criteria. Anything past that and anything that would make you want to add to this list of standards, that is big dick energy. <laughs> While we're here at our columns, I feel like it'd be really helpful to add a fourth column. And in your fourth column, you should write out characteristics about yourself as a partner. Therefore, if you ever feel rejected or you're in a position where someone's trying to, I don't know, tell you who you are, you could always look back at that list and be like, actually, this is how I feel about myself and like how I treat others in relationships. And this is just like what I bring to the table as a partner. On this topic, that actually leads me to my next point, And that is to start embodying the energy of the partner you would like to be with. Like, you know what they say? They say fake it till you make it, right? And I do feel like just getting into the practice of uh, buying your friend's coffee, for example. If you want your future partner to buy you coffee, like showing your friends those acts of love, like that's a great way to start that. But if we're talking about emotional availability here, I think I noticed a shift in that I want to say partly it's the people you date that bring out different sides of you because I have experienced that. I've I've been the anxious in a relationship, but I've also been the avoidant. And having been now on both sides of it, I just believe that different people bring out different parts and perspectives of you. So I think there is one truth to that. The other truth to that is understanding, even having the ability to understand that concept. You know, I think that if you hold an understanding about like who you are as a person, right? Then I think it's easier for you to understand if you were an avoidant or if you were an anxious attachment in a relationship. But like, that's just me. But I also, like I said, I think you can take turns. And I think if you are in a right relationship, it can always fluctuate. But as long as you remain stable at for like a longer period of time, then I think then like, that's okay. Then that's a healthy relationship. But anyway, it's not the point. The point is getting back full circle here. If we want to stop dating assholes, we need to realize if we are being an asshole, are you ghosting people? Are you being unkind to people? Are you using them? Are you manipulating them? And you don't have to admit this to me and you don't even have to admit this to your friends because sometimes like it do be like that. The point is, if you are doing any of those things, you are therefore energetically allowing those types of people into your life. If you don't want to attract people like that, you can't be those people. So if you don't want to get cheated on, don't cheat on anybody, emotionally or physically, okay? Don't, because you're just creating karma. And whether you had good intentions or like whatever your situation is, like a spade is still a spade. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's really no way to sugarcoat it. If you are lying to your partner and you don't want your partner to lie to you, like, don't pick and choose your lies. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't make it a habit. All I'm saying is like, if you want to be the partner you don't, you want to be with, don't be the partner you don't want to be with. Whew. How are we feeling, everybody? You know, I'm feeling mad, angry, sad, enlightened. I don't know. I challenge you though to check in with yourself and take a deep breath, a big, big breath, like starting with your belly and then bringing it all in. Hold for five seconds. And then release for eight. That's great. 
That's good, everybody. I may have accidentally let my breath go in seven, but nevertheless, you get the point. Thank you guys so much for being here with me today. I really hope that you found something beneficial or value from this episode. I hope at least maybe you just had a good time listening today (laughs) and maybe, you know, we got to connect on some level. So I hope all the things to be true. I would love it, love, love, love it if you would follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok. The handle is at the How To Girl Podcast for both social media accounts. Would love to be friends there online. I don't personally have a personal Instagram account anymore. My personal Instagram account is just the podcast Instagram account. So if you want to be friends online, that's where you could find me. Feel free to share this episode with a friend, a coworker, a loved one, or whoever you think would need it. I would love to connect with as many people as I can. So, you know, if you want to do your girl solid, that would be amazing. Other than that, you guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful, a blessed, a happy, safe week, weekend, whatever you're planning to do. If you're going to LA, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram if you want any recommendations. We ate at a lot of yummy restaurants and we visited a lot of cool places. So we definitely have the places for you if you're interested. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and until next time. Bye guys.